0: Welcome to Ask the Expert with noted radio host, Steve Sleeper. Each week, Steve interviews entrepreneurs and professionals and shares their intriguing stories of success and service. Now, here's radio veteran, Steve Sleeper. Our guest today is personal injury attorney Alex White in Louisville, Kentucky. Alex has established himself as an authority in the personal injury law field. The foundation of his success is a relentless work ethic and genuine compassion for his personal injury clients. I began the interview by asking attorney White about the firm and how he grew his client base.
1: We practice all over Kentucky as well as Indiana. I started right out of law school. I had $126,000 in student loan debt. Renting a room in a building. Two years later, I was renting the whole building. Two years after that, I purchased my own commercial property. You know, now we've got seven attorneys, 15 employees, and you know, I built it from the ground up. And I did it. I think through a lot of ways. That, you know, you mentioned now it's it's networking. It's hustle. It's, you know, meeting people, shaking
0: hands. If I've been in an accident and it's not my fault, why do I need an attorney? The
1: areas of compensation can get complicated. Um, After an accident, you're entitled to recover your medical bills, uh, both incurred and future. And oftentimes there's a dispute over what bills are actually related to the accident. So if someone has a pre-existing injury, for example, or even if they didn't have a pre-existing injury, but uh, maybe an insurance company wants to cast that on them, uh, there will be a dispute and fight over what the damages were. In addition to, you know, medical bills being related or not related, the uh, category of, of damage that, you know, we litigate on a, an extreme rate is um, pain and suffering. So, with medical bills, we know exactly how much they are. There's a number after them, a dollar amount. With pain and suffering, though, there's no rule to say how much a jury has to pay on pain and suffering. So it's a it's a large area where we can get differing opinions between uh, insurance carriers of what they want to pay, and you know attorneys that know the industry and, and what the insurance companies should be paying. Then also lost wages is something that could come in. So if you're missing work as a result of the accident. You're incurring lost wages. Sometimes insurance companies won't say that yeah, you could have worked. You should have been working. Or maybe the reason that you missed work was unrelated to the accident. Maybe it was for a preexisting injury. So there's just a lot in dispute related to damages. Even if liability of whose fault it was was clear, uh, that can change a case from being worth you know little to you know six figures or policy limits.
0: So how do I pay for an attorney in a personal injury case?
1: Most personal injury attorneys are going to work on a contingent contract. And that's what you see on TV, which is, you know, we don't get paid unless you win. Uh, So the contingency being there has to be a recovery for there to be an attorney fee. So my firm operates solely on contingency fees. There's no monthly bill. uh, There's no upfront cost. We work the case, we handle all of the overhead, we pay for expert witnesses, uh, I self-fund the entire case all the way to trial if necessary. The client pays nothing, and then if there's a recovery, attorney's fees come out, and then reimbursement of any cost of the case would come out.
0: So, Alex, how, how do I know if I have a case?
1: If you have an injury in the state of Kentucky in a motor vehicle accident, and you have over $1,000 in medical bills, that's a by law threshold, then you have a claim for pain and suffering. So, as far as automotive goes, if, if you have an injury and you have $1,000 in medical bills, you have a car wreck case by law in the state of Kentucky. And I would suggest hiring an attorney. In other cases, though, I mean, we handle dog bites, premises liability, or slip and fall, products liability. If you're injured, and you think that there's, you know, liability somewhere else, and, you know, you have medical bills, pain and suffering, even if it's not a a permanent issue, then, you know, you need to talk to an attorney to find out if you have a case.
0: Let's talk about a scenario. I'm driving my car. I'm the only person in my car. Some guy runs a red light and T-bones me on the passenger side, I'm able to get out of the car. I feel pretty much okay, I guess. Are there some things I should do after an accident like that?
1: Absolutely. So I've handled a ton of T-bone or what I like to call intersection or red light cases. And lo and behold, you know, even if the person may admit fault at the scene, Hey man, sorry, I ran this red light. When push comes to shove, and they're talking to their insurance company, you know that, uh, that willingness to accept faults kind of falters and goes out the window. So, in that particular situation, assuming that you're okay enough that you don't re- require you know immediate emergency attention, and that the other driver doesn't need immediate emergency attention, my advice would be to see if there's any witnesses that stop. If anybody saw it, make sure that you get their name, their phone number, take a picture of their car and specifically take a picture of their license plate uh, so that you have it if we need to identify them later. Losing out on witnesses at a red light case uh, can can change the case completely. So just being able to lock in those witnesses would be my immediate advice. Obviously, you're going to want to call 911, make a police report that's required by law in Kentucky, uh, in most states, I would think. Multiple times, I've seen clients produce cell phone video after an accident in which they have the other party uh, on tape admitting to running a red light, you know, that really changes the insurance tune after, uh, you know, they find out that their client admitted fault at scene, but may have may have told the insurance company something else uh, in their interview related to who had a green light. Green light cases in litigation constantly turn into he said, she said. So in an intersection case, witnesses and statements of the other party are crucial if you can can obtain them safely.
0: Well, what do I do if the other guy, the at-fault party's insurance adjuster calls me?
1: My advice would be do not talk to insurance companies after an accident. Uh, We've seen this backfire on people time and time again. And frequently after the backfire is when they, you know, quote unquote, lawyer up. And at that point we're we're playing damage control. I've had clients that were medicated on pain pills, sleeping, not sure really what was going on. They get a call from the adjuster and, you know, they walk them down a line of questioning in which they weren't ready for to you know, resuscitate facts. And and then they use those statements to show that the individual is inconsistent or lying, uh, not trustworthy, when really the person was just confused and and literally did not know what was going on Uh, or had suffered a brain injury, for instance, in this one particular case. So don't talk to the insurance companies too many times because of a recorded statement, they will deny a claim uh, or try to lower their percentage of liability based on statements that I think are truly irrelevant that they picked up uh, in a recorded statement. So it's just best practice not to talk to them. If you don't have an attorney, tell them you're busy. If you do have an attorney, make sure that they know that you're represented and hang up.
0: As we do this interview, we're a little over five months into the COVID-19 pandemic pandemic i'm I'm assuming your offices are open right now, but how are you dealing with it and how do you meet with clients and all that?
1: We had to get skinny fast as far as uh, figuring out how to get everything done without anybody being in the office. Uh, then we had a hybrid system where some people were in the office, some people weren't, uh, so that we could really lower the number of people that were in the office at the same time. And uh, the last last couple of weeks been operating on somewhat normal schedule. I have most of the attorneys working uh, remotely, though, when they can, and certain, um, certain administrative staff working remotely, too, when they can, just because it, you know, it makes sense. And luckily, we've gotten good at working from home, too. So that's, uh, that was a learning curve. Before we can really get aggressive in negotiating, making a demand on a personal injury case, one thing we need are the medical records and all the medical bills from the providers that they treated with. And we know that these doctor's offices have been closed and they have limited staff and processing their medical bills and record requests, you know, have really slowed down. So we've got cases that are hitting a bottleneck because we're waiting on a dentist office or we're waiting on a physical therapist office to actually send us records and maybe they're not open. There was, I believe, an eight-week period in Kentucky where all the chiropractors offices were required to be closed by our governor. Uh, so we couldn't we could not get records in. And that that slowed cases for people. The next thing that is incredibly serious and terrible for I think plaintiffs and defendants alike is that at this juncture there is not a possibility of having a jury trial that is compatible with the you know current social distancing guidelines. I had five cases set for trial coming into 2020. All five of them were canceled. And that puts litigants in a terrible position, particularly plaintiffs. If you've got a trial date pending. You've probably already been dealing with the effects of the wreck or the fall or the negligence or the malpractice for quite some time. And to get, you know, to the to the month of the trial date or within months of the trial date and have it canceled, it's it's heartbreaking. And people need the money. If they were injured. They suffered from not being able to work. They suffered from not being able to pay medical bills. And they think they've got the light at the end of the tunnel. And then, you know, when the trial dates get canceled, it kind of pulls the rug out from under them. I'm hopeful that we can start getting trial dates again. But right now, we're just not having trials.
0: Our thanks to attorney Alex White in Louisville, Kentucky. He can be reached at 502-882-7552. Thanks for listening to Ask the Expert with Steve Sleeper. Join us next time as entrepreneurs and professionals share their intriguing stories of success and service.